What's going on, lovely people of the world? This is Mr. No Excuses with my man, Jay. Yeah, what's going on? Bringing you another episode of the Hidden Truths Podcast, where we provide therapy through conversation, one week at a time, one conversation at a time, restoring community advocacy and trust, one day at a time, y'all. So again, it's the Hidden Truths Podcast, coming to you once again. Before we get into today's topic, got a community spotlight as we do from week to week to spotlight some of the little known companies that people might not be so familiar with. One of the companies that I just got onto is called 1D Experience. That's the number one, the letter D underscore experience. Check them out on social media. Check them out on Instagram. Homemade granola. Homemade granola. I ordered some from them about two weeks ago and the brother actually makes his own granola and ships it to you he's here i think in matthews which is right outside of charlotte north carolina so he can send you the granola pre-made or what i did i ordered an an actual do-it-yourself granola kit Mm. so he sends you the ingredients and all you do is add water bake it done so it's like fresh granola straight from the plant, but from your oven. Even better. That's crazy. Even better. I like that. Because, you know, when you make it at home yourself, you can make it whatever texture you want, you know, soft baked, crispy, whatever. Mm. And you taste the you taste the difference. So when I did mine, I got it was orange and cranberry flavor. That sounds good. Okay. Blazing. Okay. So again, he has all the ingredients packaged, ready to ship to you. So he has the dry ingredients separate from the wet ingredients, obviously. Just mix them together, add water, bake it. I tell you what, it made a nice size baking tray of granola, and I finished that in about a day. That's crazy. You're a greedy, dude. I am greedy. That's okay. That's People okay. don't believe that when they look at me or when I tell them, but I am greedy. I love to eat. Yeah, I find that hard to believe at times, too. <laughs> We've been out many of occasions, and you have not ate or just got a salad, but you know. The workout enthusiast over there, I can understand. Well, that's because I eat before I get done. That's the cheapest way to do it. That it is. By the time I get there, all I need is water. Same thing with the bar. Get my drinks before I go. By the time I get there, all I need is about one or two shots. I'm good. $20 night. He's going to write a book on that. How, <laughs> how to survive on the on the e, e budget. Hey, made it through four and a half years of college just like that. <laughs> so yeah once again y'all check them out on instagram 1d experience i'll be sure to shout them out uh once we post this episode so everyone can see the page get a link to the page all right so all right ladies and gentlemen of the podcast world today we have a lovely special guest miss stephanie how are you doing today i am well how are y'all today well, it's great. very rainy and wet outside, so you know. But I think we're doing all right for this nice late night podcast we're doing today. But we do that is really all I can ask for. We do really appreciate you uh, being with us today on the podcast. I think we got a great topic to talk about um, today. We'll be talking about living with your parents. Mm, I think that's going to be interesting. Very much so. I ain't did that in a long time, but I know a lot of people that do. That's true. That's true. That's true. What about you, Miss Miss Stephanie? Do you uh, have any experience with living with your parents? I actually do, and I guess I'm going on six years now without with the no living with the parents thing. It's a it's a great life. Wow. You said six years without living with your parents. 
Yes. Okay. So I came out of college and I moved back home. And I got want to say for like maybe four years I lived at home. Now, maybe four. Maybe, yeah, four years. Okay. Okay. So we, we're going to get to that. That's going to be very interesting. So um, let me ask you, E. So if you had to say besides going – just your just your times living with your parents. You'll say was um, all through high school, right? Okay. You know, high school and before. Okay, but after that, that's it. Yeah, that was the only time living with my parents. Now I lived with my brother and his family for about two months after I graduated college. Okay, that counts too. We'll take that. That counts too. Family, 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 and parents, family all together. Okay, okay, got you. So yeah, I did it for about two months. After I graduated college at the end of 07. So I moved in uh, December 2007, and by February 2008, I was moving in my apartment. Okay, okay. And then ever since then? Yeah, ever since then, it's been a solo act. Okay, okay. Um, I know me personally, um, I had a challenging upbringing. So um, I know when I was younger, after high school, I didn't have that road to college. You know, I was still trying to find myself, you know, trying to be a bad boy out here. <laughs> so I was at home, still at my father for, I'll say, a year. I went to community college. After that, I ended up going to the military. After the military, I got out of the military and I went and had to stay back with my parents. And then I ended up going and finishing college, like my four years of college. And um, I've been solo ever since so so you after you finished the military you moved back in with your parents now for six was months for six months and i was it just with your father that time too yeah yeah um it was just your father well no it was my father and my stepmother your father and your stepmother right because okay. i went to a community college in charlotte and then after that you know for that first six months uh just to get some transfer credits transferred to unc charlotte and um pretty much stayed with them while I was there. But once I hit UNC Charlotte, I was on my own. I was like, yeah, let me get my own spot and, you know, kick it. So it was very interesting, um, interesting what I did. But so while we're on this topic, um, let's go around and see. Stephanie, what was your first experience? And I know we're talking about living with your parents, but my question is, goes a little off the rail. What was your first experience outside of living with your parents? Like, what did you first, your first experience experience not living with them was it a dorm was it a uh, apartment what was your first experience you know not living with your parents freshman year living in the dorms okay okay so that was like two people four people quad high job. it was a two person okay okay so you went from being in the house with the mom and your daddy to being in a box with another <laughs> stranger yep yep okay so were there a lot of massive differences that you felt going from living with your parents to living without them there? Like living with you no know, roommate. What's like some of the biggest things or pros and cons that you saw just being away from home? I mean, it was freshman year, so there was no cons. <laughs> so, Everything was to the good. Yeah, Everything boy. was to the good. <laughs> I literally could drink and nobody would be like, oh, so what are you doing? you're not of age like what's going on you could so, party you could have men you know it was there was no cons freshman year in a dorm so let me ask you this just so i'm clear 
where are you from and then where did you go to school where did you go to college so i'm from delaware i went to and don't laugh at the name i went to lynchburg college in virginia that sounds about right for Virginia. Wow. I, now that she said it, it just sounds so, you know, I went to Lynchburg College in Virginia. The best place to be lynched. That's what's up. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, big school, Stephanie? Small school? Medium-sized it's school? Small private school. Okay, okay. And now the town that you're from in, in Delaware. Wilmington. Uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Okay, I've heard of Wilmington. Is that um, state capital? Am I wrong? Better um. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. Oh right. no, the capital is Dover. Sorry. Dover. I'm... Okay. Ooh. Dover. So. Ooh, I'm going for those. <laughs> so coming from uh, Wilmington, Delaware, I don't know anything about it. So was that a large size town, city? Did you feel like kind of a a fish going from a pond to an ocean, making that transition from that size community to being in college? What was that like? No, because what Delaware as a whole is very small. So it wasn't, and the school was very small as well. So it wasn't really a huge change, be, you know, and a difference because of the size. That 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 definitely didn't happen. Gotcha, gotcha. So you had the college experience, and then did you say after you graduated college, that's when you moved back in with your parents? Yeah, I moved back okay. home. And honestly, it was great. But I, I think that's just because I'm, you know, a female. So to me, it was what there's no bills. You can still kind of have some freedom. Now, why did there, why did you move back in with your parents? If your mind is asking. Oh, no, I had got an internship that turned into a job. So I was working at Women's and Trust, which is a bank there for the audit department. So I moved back home. OK, so you so you got a job back in Wilmington, back in your hometown. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was like, so that makes perfect sense then because you don't have the bills, you can stack some bread, you know, while you're staying at home, working, you know, everything is going to bank. And then you say you stayed there for about four years, right? Yeah, until I moved down to Charlotte. So wait a minute, so just to clear, so you actually stayed after college for four years with your parents. That's Sometimes people may look at that as being rare because after college you're so used to being on your own that transition back could be tough what what do you feel like was there any tough moments with that transition and being back home compared to being on your own in college so the transition the issue with the transition to me was the fact that i then had to like be like hey i'm coming home at this time or you know your parents their parents so they're like so you didn't get in the house until 3 a.m so they still were trying to apply rules that you may not have to follow in college Exactly. Wow. So there was rules and regulations. I mean, as once again, being a female, you don't house. have to follow them. <laughs> exactly. You under my roof. As long as you were under my roof, That's you will abide by my rules. I don't care how old you are. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't too old to get your butt whooped. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I've heard that before. But it's, it's interesting, though, because, yeah, you say it's it's rare because or it may seem rare or odd because it is a large transition or significant transition going from having all the freedom in the world in college to going back to living at home where there's rules and regulations but especially nowadays when tuition is so expensive that your average college student is is graduating with a significant amount of debt probably five figures in debt that that's one of the reasons why 
uh, college graduates are moving back home is so that they can stack some money, pay off that debt and start ahead versus graduating from college, having debt, but then going straight to an apartment. And now I got more bills to take care of and worry about in addition to the debt from Sally Mae that I'm trying to pay off. So I think it's, um, I don't think it's as rare as what a lot of people may think it is. I think it's, um, well, more maybe, more commonplace. Well, maybe it's more rare in our community. Um, because I don't I don't know in our community it is probably I think it's more rare because we're so brought up in a way that when we turn eighteen we're not supposed to look back at home we're supposed to be on our own. So I see a lot of that. I don't know if you ever heard that before, Stephanie. But but is that just men or is that women? Because I don't I wouldn't agree. That's a very good with point. that if it, you're just talking about women because women stay home longer than men do. No, I, I, I totally agree. I think that a lot of parents look at men as like, hey, you're at a point in life where you have to, you know, be the... Be yeah, the, you have to be the breadwinner. You the have to, um, you know, you have to be independent. But is that right, though? Is that right for even our community to say, hey, as a man, once you're 18, that's it? Do you think a lot of that still goes on? Yeah. Oh, like all my cousins, they're at 18... Okay. And not saying their parents won't let them back, but it's a lot of the lot expectation, of, a lot of grief behind it. Like, you know, you can come back, but what you doing? What's going on? What's next? How long are you going to be here? You know, these questions pop up and it makes you feel a, a little bit of a sense of, man, I got to hurry up and make a move. Then, hey, you need to get yourself together. Do you have a plan? Can we work on stuff together to make your life easier in the long run? I think a lot of it depends on the financial situation of the parents. A lot of parents have been providing for their children for 18 years. So once that child becomes 18, that's like a pay raise for the parents because now I no that's longer true. have to financially support you. That's true. That bill falling off. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. That's, that's like, you know, something falling off your credit report. <laughs> so um, I think that's why a lot of, specifically in the in the black community you see a lot of the well you're 18 now you need to make do for yourself you need to figure it out because my job is done my financial obligations are I've done I've heard that several times in my life before mm-hmm. I 18 like yo my job be done in a couple months or a couple years mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to do but my right. job be done so it's curious Stephanie you, if you have kids would you implement the same type things I, I think coming from my generation, it might be a little bit different just because I understand the financial burden that comes with going to school mm-hmm. where a lot of our parents, you know, didn't have that opportunity or back then they were giving out grants left and right just because you were a person of color, mm-hmm. you know, so that's also different, but it's also harder now to get a job than it was before. It's not, you know, the process, we have tons of jobs available, but it's like the process of getting a job takes longer. So understanding those two aspects, I don't think I would put my children under such, you know, timelines, but I do understand that men, definitely men should be like, you know, gone figure out a plan. That's a that's a great point you brought up in terms of um, the job market, because you're right, it is a lot tougher to land a suitable job nowadays just because there's so much more competition you know back in uh, 70s 80s 
it was enough to have a high school diploma. 90s, early 2000s roll around, it was enough to have a college degree. Um, in the age of the millennials, everybody has a college degree. Now you have to have advanced degrees and certifications and things of that nature. So the level of competition is that much higher, which makes it that much tougher to get a job. And especially here in Charlotte, where the population is growing, you have a lot of transplants that are moving from everywhere in the world, seemingly, especially, you know, people moving from up north out west because the cost of living is significantly lower than it is in other parts of the country. That adds to the level of competition in the job market. So it makes it tougher for someone to find suitable employment. So, you know, I, I agree that that job market thing plays a factor in why it makes sense to after you graduate college graduate from college maybe stay home for a little while until you can land that job that or that career that you really want so with that being said though i get what you're saying i told him with that but i'll look at it another way what if us allowing our younger people to stay home after school hurts them as in compared to us man you got out at an early age and we're like, hey, we got to get a place. Okay, now I got a place. Now I got this bill I got to pay. Oh, I got to I gotta work. You know, I got to I gotta make things happen. Do you think that takes away from a, from younger generations having that got to make it happen type attitude? Do you think that we're losing that? And, and, you know, the fact that maybe if we allow less, less responsibility from them to say, hey, yeah, you know, if you need to stay with us, come stay with us, son. Come stay with us, daughter. No problem. You know, does that make them less stronger out here, you know, to make a way for themselves? I think it depends on the mentality of the person that you're, you're dealing with. Because there's so many other factors apart from living at home with your parents that can make people complacent. I think. But what about just that one factor, though? But just that one factor it can depending on the level of responsibilities that that person has while they're staying with their parents are mm, you just a good point right good point. are you just or are the parents just allowing their child or their you know young adult at that point to freeload or are you having some sort of responsibility some sort of time frame some sort of action plan are you working with them on an action plan to get in the job market, find that job or invest or whatever it is that you want to do with your life. So it can cripple you and make you complacent if the parents allowed that to happen. So Stephanie, you, you said you actually got a chance to stay with your parents for a good amount of time. You each stayed six months. That's not a lot. Um, I stayed with my parents a little while myself. But you no, probably, I stayed two months. Oh, two months. Excuse me. Yeah, let me, I was let me really correct short. that. Two months. <laughs> Yeah. We ain't get his feet wet. <laughs> nah, not even that. Ain't even had time to make the bed up. <laughs> but but in your time span staying at home, did you again? We you know if it's too personal, it's okay. But did you pay bills or were you uh, you know did you take a part in the in the household things or do anything? Or were you more like, oh, I'm just staying at home. I was more like I'm just staying at home. But okay. like once again, I think it's because I'm a girl. Like. I'm not paying no bills, but like I didn't you, know bills had gender attached to me. They do. <laughs> they really, really do. 
Light like, bill? You, nah, that's a man bill. That's a man. Like, men pay bills when they live at home. Y'all got to pay bills. Women, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, just bring me a new bag over Christmas and we'll be cool. So, like, you know? grocery or nothing? It's just, hey. There just, was no, no. I spent okay. all my money being lit. Hmm. Wow. Okay. That's, that's interesting. That's so, that interesting makes your notion. point that you were just saying, Jay. <laughs> but go ahead, um, and I, I was just wondering, you know, now looking back, looking back now, now that you're on your own, and um, I know you probably prospered, and you know you're doing great things. But now that you're on your own, you look back at that. Do you think you should have maybe provided more? Or do you feel like if you have kids, that you're gonna make them either do the same as you, or you'd be like, hey, y'all got to step and pay bills too? I would want my children to understand and pay some form of bills so they can understand what a budget looks like when you move out on your own. So did you, but you didn't do that when you were staying at home. No. And I think that, cause it was like definitely a shock when I came down to Charlotte and had to, you know, pay all the bills. Yeah. Cause you weren't used to it. So, you know, going back to the point that Jay said, if, those type of responsibilities aren't placed on the the person living with their parents it cripples you because eventually you're going to have to move out and learn to fly on your own it's like a bird being in a nest if that bird never learns how to fly and if they're always riding on um, the mama bird's back then when it's time to learn how to fly on your own you're going to flop so, you know, it's good that you that you went through that in the way that you did. So now you see the the benefit of instilling those responsibilities in your child. I think I think that's a good point. I, I like how that she's able to, you know, look back and say that, you know, there's some things I could change, you know, and do differently for my kids that may structure them just a little differently. Not saying, you know, they would come out bad or anything, but. It, it, you can tell she's like, hey, I'm going to put something together to, mm-hmm. you know, help them fight this world. Because if you really think about it, who prepares us for bills when we come out of college? What bills are you paying in college? Nice. The only bill I had in college, well, I know you ain't having it. You ain't having it when you were staying at home. <laughs> no, you ain't having no bills in college. Your, your alcohol bill. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the alcohol bill <laughs> was, was real. Club bill. Club. The, the, the Denny's and the Chick-fil-A bill. But, um... Yeah, the only bill I had in college was my cell phone bill and credit card bill. Mm, I had that. I actually had the same bill, my cell phone bill and a credit card bill. And the only reason I got a credit card, because my my oldest brother gave me some good advice. Go ahead and get you a credit card, pay the balance off every month. Don't go crazy with it, but you need to start establishing credit. So that's why I did it. It was a $500 limit on it. And I might have used maybe $50 a month at the most. But yeah, those were the only two bills. And I was working while I was in college because, again, I was used to being independent. You know, my mentality, even though my parents never said, you can't come back home and stay with me. My mentality was always 18 and I'm done because I knew I couldn't go back. I'm from Lawrenburg, North Carolina. Mm. which is if anybody knows where that's at or knows anything about it it's a very small town you know and i'm proud of where i'm from it made me who i am today but i knew coming out of high school that that wasn't a place that i could make a living for myself or uh find a career find the career that i wanted to 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 develop in so i had already made up in my mind after high school i'm not coming back here to live 
So it was never a, a thought for me to go back and, and stay at home. Uh, that was just not an option because that's the goal that I set for myself. Looking back on it, after I graduated from college and lived with my brother those couple months, looking back, I would have stayed longer. Mm. I would have stayed longer because like we mentioned earlier, that would have gave me a chance to stack up some more bread, stack up right, some more paper. Right, right. But me at, what was that, 20, 20 21, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking, I can't live free up in here. Not that they put any kind of restrictions on me or anything like that, but you know, especially as a man, when you're living with family versus living on your own, there's certain things you can and cannot do, not because somebody tells you, but because you know you set those rules and well, principles you're, you're for yourself. Well, you're a respectable type person too. So. Exactly, exactly. So it's not I'm not just gonna be bringing random women up in here in somebody else's house. Now I need to get my own spot so I can lead, live free. Yeah, so you wild. can bring the random women up in your spot. Yeah, I so you. I can bring you them know. up in my spot. You know, I had to <laughs> had to have my scalawags, now. Huh? You know. You know. <laughs> so, um, question for you, Miss Miss Stephanie, when you did stay stay at home with your um, parents were there any issues that came up like you know was it anything that you saw that you know might might have bothered you and did you have any stresses that may have came with like relationships you had while you were staying with your parents no not really at any at all because you know you have a car and I get what he is saying where it's like oh you can't bring people over but like you know, you just got to mess with people who have their own so you don't have that issue. They just, they already know they can't come over. So you always at that person's house. So you like so older it, men, it sound like. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of what it was is you always mess with dudes that had their own so you didn't have an issue. But see, that goes back to just the different stereotypes too. I mean, you know, as a male. Right, because the dude has to have his own. You have to have your own. So, you know, for her, I can see that because it's like, I'm a female. I'm going to come to your spot. And again, we want you know the female to come over because we mm-hmm. gotta get a spot or whatnot. Um, interesting question for both of y'all. I think this would be very interesting to hear. What would it be like to go back if you had no choice? Something came up, life matter, whatever. You had to go back and stay with your parents. How would that feel? Ooh, yeah, that'll be tough for me because again, I'm looking at um, how I live now and what I'm used to versus. And then the the area that I'm in, mm-hmm. and then looking at being in Lawrenburg, mm-hmm. I go crazy. Mm. Jay, I'll be calling you like, "Hey man, I'm a let me let me get the couch for a little while." <laughs> What's the code to the door? <laughs> yeah, just, just let me let but me. But what some if couch. you got a really good job? Like, what if you got like your dream job there, and like you was making buku money, and you could pay off your debt, and all you had to do was stay there for a year? Would it be worth it? Well, we got to think very hypothetical here because I know there's no well, jobs. Well, we, we're hypothetical. Yeah, it's got to be very extremely hypothetical here. If I knew there was a, a end to it, well, yeah, uh, we said it. a year. So could you do yeah. it for a year? Yeah, for a year. So you know this crowd. He tried to beat around that bush very badly with that question. <laughs> no, nah, because she didn't say year at first. At first, she said just go back home. Actually, she said year. No, I'm talking about you when you first asked. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, if we put a year time frame on it, yeah, I could do it. She I could do me. that. No, sir. Couldn't even do it for a year. Not for a year. No. I got to be honest with myself. I couldn't do it. I, I have to go. Whew, I might have to be a corner boy. I couldn't stay back with the parents. I just couldn't do it, man. It's just tough. I mean, everybody's lifestyle is different. My parents, though, they just 
So what's the deal there? Why? Well, I without think, saying, well, you know too what? Much. Let me let me take that back. Now might be different. You know, times change, parents change. I can't say that. You know, at that time, I was rambunctious. They probably was you know, trying to get over me, acting up and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But after college and stuff, you know, I was a changed man. So my parents probably changed too. So I actually let me take that back. It depends. As a man, I probably go stay back with my mom and I have no problem. Cause yes, I have a little bit of a mama's boy in me. No comments need to be said. But uh, <laughs> I can't say that because people say I'm a mama's boy too. I definitely could probably go stay back with my mom and she probably would give me some grief. You know, I got one of those mothers that's like, "Hey, can you go to the store and get me one thing of ice cream and come right back?" And it's like twelve at night. You know, I got one <laughs> but I love her to death. But you know, it's just like. Well, at least you ain't got to go pick out a stockings. I didn't. I just didn't bring that example up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it's just one of the things. I, I don't know. I guess times change, but I guess because me and my father are so much alike mm-hmm. that you know we probably bump heads still to this gotcha. day. But um, going back to my it just be hard. Like you said, that freedom of knowing it's yours. Like that's the reason we buy homes and you know get apartments because that's yours. You pay rent. I always live for that day to say, this is my house. I pay mm-hmm. I pay the mortgage in this month. You know, mm-hmm. I used to hear it all the time. They'd be like, you don't pay mortgages, so you don't run nothing. When they come over for the holidays, y'all got to cut that heat down. This, this is my house. Hey, <laughs> I tell you that one of the happiest moments in my life, and my mom's probably don't even remember it, but I think it was one holiday she came up and stayed with me. And uh, I can't remember what she did, but I didn't like it. I didn't like what she did. So I said, you know what, Mom? As long as you were under my roof, <laughs> you will abide by my rules, Mama. <laughs> and well, yeah. I don't care what you want to say. About what it. did she say to that? What did she say? She probably rolled her whole I, eye. I, I tried to say She just started thing. laughing. You know, my mama did the same thing. She just she started just, laughing. And then she ended up doing what she wanted to do. Yeah. Exactly. She I'm just said, well, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You know. Yeah, she wouldn't have turned on Lifetime and put on her dashiki and she but, was good. But, <laughs> The thing about that, what we just said is, we got it off our chest. No matter if they didn't do it or not, it just felt yeah, good it just to say it. You know, like, I can say it mean this time. Mm-hmm. But now from a from a female's point of view, Stephanie, what is it like? Like, do you have the same feelings like we were just saying, having your own and, you know. Yeah, could you I go back home? I would just being able. Could you go I, I would definitely go back. I, if it's, It would be nothing to go back. Yeah, because you want to pay them bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These bills real out here, boy. Yeah, about to say, you want to take all these bills back and take the mortgage back? Sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty, I guess it is different when it comes to men and women that men maybe have a, little, a harder time going back because of the independence that we get from being on our own is a little different than a female's perspective. And I can see that. It is. Um, it's just those gender differences you know men we're taught to be the independent breadwinner the provider the one who um, strikes out on their own and women do it too don't get me wrong a lot of women do that and are fully capable of doing that but the expectation uh, isn't the same you know when it comes to men and women Uh, it seems like parents are much more welcoming to their daughter coming back home versus their son coming back home and a lot of it depends on the dynamic between the the parents as well because i know you know if i told my moms right now hey mom i need to come back home 
something happened, I got into a bind, can I come stay back home? She'd be wide open. Yeah, I, I was talking to my brother one day, and um, because we're so close, you know, we always say it don't matter what, you always got a place to stay. So. Right. I talk a lot of shit on this, but, you know, I'm never going to turn my back on family. I don't care who it is, you know. So it's more, hey, whatever it is, is you know, we got to stick together in the long run. But with that being said, though, you know, it's just one of them things. You got to really be about family to, you know, understand that, you know, in our generation, in our, in our community, a lot of times we don't stick together as family. So it kind of hurts, you know, mm-hmm. our community, but not building with each other. I mean, I'm pretty sure other communities, they don't just stay with each other. They build businesses with each other, you know. So I wish we could do the same. Well, the Hispanics are a prime example. I mean, it'll be a couple generations of them living together because they'll have, you know, however many, you know, five, eight of them staying in one house. And then all of them will build together to help one of them, you know, build a business or whatever the case may be. Boom, that person strikes that on their own. They make it. And then they do the same thing for the next person. So they are definitely some of the ones who have that whole <clears throat> that whole family concept and building communities. Uh, they, they have it down pat. Um, I think us in the uh, in the black culture. We're, we're working towards that, but it's a lot of obstacles to overcome, even just within families. There's a lot of trust issues within families. There's a lot of lack of communication within families. There's a lot of hidden truths within families that prevent us from opening our doors and our hearts to certain family members. So once we can overcome those obstacles, then our hearts our minds, our doors, I think will be more open and we'll be more apt to receiving family members to, to come back home with us. But a lot of parents, um, I think a lot of parents, when they realize that their child needs to come back home, that's when they realize maybe some of the mistakes they made with bringing that child up. A parent may know that subconsciously, I didn't do everything that I needed to for my child to prepare them to be successful in life. Right. So now that child has to come back home because I didn't give them the proper tools to survive this world with. And then it becomes a reflection of the parent's failure. So then it becomes this this conflict and this struggle even within the household as they're dealing with each other because there's this animosity. Right. The parent to the child I don't want you here because you remind me of my failure. The parent to the child, you didn't give me what I needed to succeed. So now I have to come back with you. You have to open your doors to me. So that becomes a conflict. There's also that one thing you got to look at, too, where we live in a generation where certain things get looked at in certain communities as a bad thing. So like in our community, living at home, especially as a as a male does not look good. The first thing you think is you, you think of a deadbeat. You feel like, oh, you live at home, you're a deadbeat. But that's not always the case. Right. I mean, there's so many different reasons you could be living at home. And that's a great point. So, so Stephanie, let me ask you from a female's perspective, would you date a guy no. who was... Wow. See? 
that's our, that's our point. <laughs> you don't even know what I was about to say. Would sure you don't. date a guy that had a six-figure salary? And- yeah, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> that's not the topic. This, this is a podcast, so we do have to finish the question. But yeah. she did answer it correctly. Exactly. You 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 answered it exactly how I thought most women would. So because of that, I mean, pressure, why? let me why? let me hold yeah, on. Let, let me. So. I wouldn't be able to take someone seriously if they just hit me with that and didn't keep going with their statement. They were like, hey, you know, like I live with my mama. Me, like you didn't just let me continue going with my question? Exactly. But, oh, okay. you know, females uh-huh. always cutting people off. Jumping to conclusions. Um, <laughs> so, like, if he was like, hey, I live with, my mother lives with me, right? Because that's a difference for yes. the fact that, you know, maybe my it's something financially on the mother's side or the mother or father is sick. I could understand that because, uh, you know, as we get older, our parents get older and sometimes you have to take on that burden, but it would have to be explained to me. What if they, what if they, because they're just not getting to know you, they feel like they shouldn't have to explain it. Does that mean it stops there and they don't, they don't get a chance to, get to you know get past that because they didn't express it is it an automatic because i don't express it i don't get to find out more about you i'm really big on clarity i will not speak for the whole women's society but to speak for you speaking for me if you can't clarify then we we don't need to have no more further conversations now, do you believe, and I, I don't want to go too far down this road, because then it starts to talk about relationships, but do you always believe that you have to clarify so much when you first meet a person? I don't, but I think uh, everybody has their list of things that they want to be like, hey, can we get some clarity before we go further? Okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair, because you, you don't want to waste anybody's time, but at the same time, you have to be open and receptive you know there's like you said there's reasons why people may go back and stay home you know i might have made a bad investment or might have got laid off from my job and now i need to kind of take a step back reassess some things but my mentality is still that of a hustler that of a winner Exactly, because if someone told me that, so if a dude came up to me and we were, you know, we were talking, he was like, "Hey, I'm paying off my student loans. I'm living at home." I would be like, "You that man?" Because that's the smart thing to do. And it depends on the age too. A lot of it depends on the age. Like I'm, I'm 33. Um, so once you get to a certain age living at home with your parents isn't always an acceptable answer you know that sounds okay when you're early mid-20s late 20s once you get to mid-30s and on up that doesn't become ain't nothing sexy about yeah ain't nothing sexy about a grown-ass man living with their parents and there may be some rational explanations for it but it's not received the same so let me let me throw let me throw a monkey wrench in here real quick just just to see. Gotta love the monkey wrench. Go ahead. So, what if a guy or a female, and you, you know y'all meet each other and they say, "Well, me and my mom live together. We decided to put our money together and buy a house together." And you know, in this day and time, our culture may not be the most um, received of that because we're not used to 
hey, I bought a we bought a big enough house for everybody to stay in and share bills. How would y'all take that? That hey, we're gonna grow together. You know, I might have a wing of a house, but it's still all in one house. How did that go? I actually have a girlfriend who her her husband. And because they are uh, Korean, so their culture is a little different. Her, the mother's family, the mother, let me say this right, the mother's mother and father are actually gearing up to move into their new home. So I think it's really great for them because they get to pull the money together. You know what I mean? So like the bills get stretched out. So I understand it at, if you say, hey, we came together and we bought a big enough house because that is a possibility. But how would you how would you take that? I don't I would receive it. I would well receive it okay. because I understand that there is you can build a house to make it what you want it. It doesn't have to be an invasion of, you know, you and whoever you're with privacy because you can literally put your mama suite on like the side of the house and call it a day. What do you think? You meet a female that's like that. What, what would you think? Or would you even ever consider something like that with family? Just to make sure I got the question in the proper context. If I met a female who was planning to build a house or move in with the parents. The parents and her were like, hey, we're going to have almost like a compound where we're going to give each other a wing of the house. And okay, so all of together. us are staying in. All of us staying together. Big family. Oh, I will be I will be open to that. Okay. Um, okay. You know, as long as the house is a decent enough size now. Right, right, right. You know, we can't be talking about no two bedroom apartment and then Hey man, I mean decent to some people, maybe huge to others. I don't know. I understand. <laughs> but that's not the way I'm gonna roll with that one. Okay. Yeah, so if it's a decent size house, whatever, then yeah, I, I could roll with that because you know, you have to look at what's the end goal. What are we trying to build towards? Right, right. And then, you know, you also look at as and I think Stephanie alluded to this earlier, as parents get older, you know they require you know maybe healthcare or um, you know assisted living situations and things like that. So if you have everybody living in the same vicinity, the same facility, it becomes easier to provide that care. So I would be open to it, you know, and it's actually something that I've thought about as well, you know, as my parents get older you know would I be willing to let them move in with me if they needed the assisted living but that's a whole nother topic but to answer your question I'll be open to it Jay that's what's up that's what's up well I think we're running up on time here today but um that was a great conversation I want to thank you Stephanie for coming aboard with us today and giving us your input great great You're input welcome. today I'm going to let you carry us out today, E. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Well, as always, this is the Hidden Truths Podcast. Your man, Mr. No Excuses, my man, Jamie. Yes, sir. If anybody would ever like to be a guest on the podcast, you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook, Hidden Truths Podcast, or shoot us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Please, please, please be sure to subscribe, like, follow, all the above so that you catch all this hot fire that we're spitting out on a regular basis. We always look for feedback as well. So if there's any suggestions that you have for the podcast, we're all is. We're all about getting better and improving what we provide to you all. So as always, kings and queens, stay up. We out.